If you're new to property and you don't know where to start, or you've just made a start, but you're not making progress, watch this video, it's for beginners, and I'm gonna share with you the 101 things that you need to know in order to become a successful property investor. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Investing in property can be a great way to build a new or additional stream of income and it also helps you create a legacy uh, for your children, for your loved ones and of course for your future as well and that's incredibly important because legacy and financial freedom are two of the main reasons why most people are in property. Now property is largely considered to be one of the safest investments you can make as long as obviously uh, you buy the right price at the right time uh, but things can go wrong uh, and no matter what you invest in, obviously there's a certain amount of risk and it's important that you carefully consider your options because if you get it right, the upside is fantastic. If you get it wrong, the downside can be crippling. And before you start looking at properties, you need to work out what type of property investor that you want to be uh, and think about your strategy, think about how much income you want to create, think about why you're in property, and think about scale, size, uh, and the time that you want to spend. Now, knowing your objective uh, and knowing what, how to achieve them uh, is incredibly important. And this is why you must really spend a lot of time uh, setting out your goals uh, and working out exactly what you want your business to look like at some point in the future. Uh, so do you want to be hands-on? Do you want to be hands-off? Do you want to do uh, commercial conversions, service accommodation, single lets, HMOs, developments? The, the options are numerous. And I've got other videos, by the way, where I've covered quite a few different property strategies for you. If you haven't seen that video or the compilation, click here uh, to watch that now. Now think about whether you want to build a property portfolio that could replace your current income. That's a big one for most people who are in employment and are looking to leave work uh, so that they can replace their job uh, with a business. Uh, and also think about whether you're simply looking to have one or two properties just to add to your income or perhaps as some people call it, create some kind of a little pension pot for themselves just to create regular cash flow and then help you re retire at some point in the future. But always make sure you think about your long-term goals and your objectives and align those uh, with what you're doing in property, uh, which is gonna help you stay focused on uh, why you do what you do. And now another uh, important thing is to think about do you need a business partner or business partners uh, and do you want to do joint ventures with them or uh, with other people? Or do you want to work on your own uh, because you don't like working with the team or you just want to have freedom to do what you want when you would want to do it uh, without having somebody else to answer to? Uh, now, no matter what, what you do, uh, the choices need to be very clear because they need to work for what you're looking to achieve. Uh, and alongside what you're looking to achieve, think about capital appreciation, think about cash flow, think about your ability to borrow money, Think about where you're going to get deals from. Think about how you're going to add value. 
and you need to think about all of these things before you start your journey because the more you think about these things the clearer you'll be the clearer you are the more likely that you're going to achieve what you want to achieve now is property right for you property is a medium to long-term uh, commitment and strategy generally speaking unless of course uh, you're buying refurbing or building and selling uh, otherwise when you're holding on to property uh, it is a medium-term strategy in my opinion uh, and more experienced uh, professionals do work with some uh, quick cash flow uh, deals like they might flip uh, properties they might uh, buy land obtain planning uh, and sell them they might do a bit of deal sourcing to earn small uh, sums of uh, commission and cash uh, as and when they need it uh, but again that all depends on what your short term medium term long term view is it depends on how involved you want to be uh, and it's probably better to buy and hold uh, if you're interested in a bit of rental income possibly passive income uh, and you're looking for a bit of appreciation if you're looking for uh, more regular cash in, in bigger chunks then by t uh, by the time you build your portfolio or you're building your portfolio it's going to take you time uh, so then you need to look at other supplementary or complementary uh, sources of income uh, be it rent to rent or service accommodation or deal sourcing or uh, doing joint ventures or even entering land promotion agreements so there's quite a few different options for you to explore to see which one works best for you and i can't make that choice for you nobody else can uh, you need to make that choice uh, because it's your business and you want to run it so that it works for you and your family now very importantly make sure that you develop the right mindset uh, and the reward of taking risks is obviously gain uh, and if debt makes you let's say squeamish or a little bit nervous uh, then you'll either need to come to terms with that uh, or you'll need to buy property without debt uh, which is easier said than done uh, or maybe property isn't the right thing for you to do uh, so whether it's debt or whether it's something else uh, make sure you have the right mindset uh, about going into property and make sure you spend a, a lot of time on personal development and learning about things that are going to help you uh, improve your journey and help you understand property better but no matter what you do every single deal will have an element of risk so you need to be pretty okay with that and you need to try and mitigate it the best that you can but if you're focused and you're serious and you're committed and you're going to concentrate on making your goals happen uh, then you've got it all to play for now mitigating risk obviously is extremely important and depending on what you're looking to buy and what you're looking to do you need to make sure you do the proper analysis and do your due diligence that's extremely important uh, make sure you understand fully the commitment that you're getting into if there's building works required uh, make sure you get a good hold on uh, the costs and uh, how much time it's going to take whatever you do do not buy property blind uh, now most people don't do this some do and those who usually do it unless they're experienced uh, tend to make mistakes and my job here to some extent is to help you avoid those mistakes uh, because I can share with you best practice in terms of my own experience and the experience of many of the clients and contacts that I've acted for over the last 20 years uh, so being responsible and making sure you have a process to analyze your deals uh, assess your risk 
look at the whole deal as a whole to make sure it's tax up is a responsibility you need to take very seriously and you need to make sure uh, that you create a system and you follow that uh, because that's going to avoid you making mistakes. Now the sort of questions I'd be asking myself before uh, I was to start uh, a property business uh, or buy a property is uh, what are the similar property selling for in, this, in that particular area? Uh, what kind of rent do they achieve? Uh, is there good tenant demand uh, in that particular area? What type of tenants are interested in those type of properties? Uh, is, the, is it the, uh, that property aligned with my overall strategy? Uh, is there other amenities which are going to attract uh, people to rent in that particular area? How quickly am I going to get my cash back? What's the return on capital? Uh, what's the capital appreciation? What's the annual yield uh, on uh, the investment? So all these things, including obviously, uh, is the rent going to cover the mortgage, uh, which you better do because otherwise it's not worth you doing. And then I look at the repairs and maintenance, both in terms of how much work do I need to do to the property right now uh, and ongoing how much work would be required. That's the basic that I look at uh, when I'm looking to buy a bite let. Now, I don't buy many bike lets. I used to, I don't now. I'm mainly doing commercial conversions uh, and new builds, which is even more involved, and I'll cover that on a separate video. Uh, but most people end up uh, becoming property landlords uh, because by chance, so they see themselves as an accidental landlord, and they don't really have a strategy until they kind of discover and find out they've got a number of properties, and they like property, so they want to become serious about it, and that's when they look at a strategy. Now, in terms of uh, looking to finance your property, you have quite a few different options available to you, uh, but you need to first work out which strategy you want to use, because that's going to help you determine the, uh, where the financing and the funding should come from. Uh, but make sure at every single time when you buy a property that you can afford it, that you know exactly what you're buying and you're fully aware of your obligations and your rights and the risks and the responsibilities. Uh, but also take into account uh, the stamp duty land tax that you're going to pay, uh, the time it's going to take you to obtain a mortgage, the day-to-day -day running cost of the property, the additional costs when you buy the property to set it up and to get it going. Uh, and of course, being aware of what the property is worth. So do not overpay uh, for the property uh, because at the end of the day, even though it might be on a mortgage, you're still paying for it over a number of years. Take into account survey costs, valuations, solicitor's fees, arrangement fees, insurance, all of these things uh, need to be accounted for because if you only got, let's say, £20,000 to invest in property and you buy a property for £80,000, for example, and the £20,000 is a 25% deposit, then all the other costs that are involved, you need to find the cash for that. And if you haven't got the cash, then you need to maybe be putting down uh, 15,000 as a deposit. So therefore you need to buy uh, a property which is cheaper than 80,000 pounds. So make sure you work backwards and work out your numbers to make sure that the property not only stacks up, but your finances also uh, stack up. Now I've previously covered funding options that are available to you. And if you click this video here, you can see I've gone into quite a bit of detail and all the different types of avenues you have in terms of raising finance. And I assure you, the ones that I've covered aren't all the ones, they were just some of the most common popular ones uh, that I've come across over the last 20 years. You're also also thinking about the type of property investor that you want to be. That's incredibly important uh, because when you're investing in property, you have a number of options open to you uh, and you need to uh, 
assess those and see which one works best for you. Now, this could be a new career path, uh, which one day will become your main source of income because you're looking to finish your job or because you like property and you want to spend more time doing that. It could be an extra source of income to top up your existing day job uh, or, your, or your current income. Uh, it could be for that you're planning for retirement, so you want to have a, a couple of properties and create some cash flow. It could be that you're interested in property as a business and as an entrepreneur, you want to start uh, getting into property and creating an income and also a legacy for your children and your loved ones. Uh, it could be that you don't want to be involved, but you've got the cash available, so you want to find somebody who's got the time and they can invest your funds and give you a return. So there are quite a few different uh, avenues and aspects uh, that you need to be thinking about and only you can decide which one works best for you. Now, more and more people, generally speaking, uh, are choosing to rent uh, than buy property uh, for a whole host of reasons, which I'm not gonna cover for you right now. But as an investor or as a budding investor or somebody looking to become an investor, uh, that's good for you because that creates opportunity in terms of demand. Now, once you've got the basics sorted and you know the type of investor you want to be, it's time to get started. But that can be easier said than done uh, because before you get started, you need to fully understand exactly what you're looking to do. Now, a common question I get asked is, how do I find good property deals? What due diligence should you be doing? Well, good property deals come through uh, having good contacts, both with the agents and also with deal sources. And the more known you become, uh, and the more known you become for doing deals, uh, the better the deals that will come to you. So you need to decide on the type of deals that you want to do in order to attract those types of deals for yourself. Uh, also think about obviously uh, where you want to invest. So you need to think about your gold mine area. And again, I've got other videos where I've covered uh, gold mine area for you. They're on this particular channel uh, and you should be able to find them. So in terms of your Goldman area, think about how uh, far away it is from you. Think about the average value of the properties. Think about the demand. Uh, is it uh, a place which has a university uh, so you can attract students? Are you uh, targeting families, nurses, doctors, uh, the professionals? Are you targeting uh, people who are on housing benefit so you can work with a local authority? There are a whole host of other reasons uh, that I've covered for you on a specific video that I made uh, in terms of gold mine area. But those things, plus transport links, infrastructure, uh, employment and skills uh, in a particular area, those are the kind of things you want to be looking for when deciding on which area to target. I usually go for a, like a 20 mile radius uh, and I don't travel more than uh, 60 minutes. So if it's outside a 60 minute drive, I'm not interested in it because I don't want to be sitting in the car and driving 90 minutes, two hours up and down uh, the, the motorway or the back roads to get to a particular area. Uh, I just, well, I'll spend up to an hour and that's it. It also gives good thought to who you want your tenants to be. Uh, and then obviously buy properties in the areas where those tenants uh, are looking to buy or rent property. And also obviously have in mind what those tenants want. So a single person uh, who works full time will have different needs and requirements uh, to a family of say three children and a husband and wife. Uh, and that's gonna be very different uh, to somebody who's a student. Uh, so you want to set up your property and have it in a particular area based on the type of tenant that you want.
Now, if you invest in larger houses uh, and you want to rent them out to a family, that works fine. You might want to be thinking about doing an HMO, a housing of multiple occupation, or even serviced accommodation. Uh, and if, if the property lends itself and gives you two or three options, uh, appraise all of those options and see which one uh, works best for you, uh, because it really is horses for courses. And remember that the area that you're in should play a huge role in deciding your target tenant, and it will do. Uh, so ask yourself who you would and wouldn't let to, because that's important. So uh, who you do business with is as important as who you don't do business with. So you need to be very clear on that. And also be fully aware of uh, well, the rental demands, the rental returns, uh, so that you know exactly what your yield uh, and your returns going to be. The higher, the better, but that partly depends on obviously buying well, and it partly depends on the demand in a particular area. Uh, so some areas obviously do better than others for different reasons, and every area works, by the way. It all depends on your target tenant. As long as the, the, the property works for you, the type of tenants you're targeting, you'll be okay. And most importantly, of course, uh, is don't just think about capital appreciation. You want to make sure that your property cash flows every single month. Cash flow is what you're looking for as a property investor, but capital appreciation is a bonus. Most people don't see that when they start off in property or don't see it for a long while. Uh, but because you're starting off new, you're gonna obviously, by having watched this video now, you're gonna pick up on that and you're gonna make sure that the cash flow is your main priority, capital appreciation is a bonus. Also think about how you can add value uh, to a property uh, because adding value mean, means uh, the value of the property goes up. It also means uh, that there'll be more capital appreciation at some point down the road. It also means you can create more cash flow because if you're able to extend sideways or backwards or uh, upwards, uh, that means you create more rooms. More rooms means you can create more cash flow. Uh, so adding value is important and the better you become a property, the better you'll be at finding these opportunities. And of course, uh, target high growth areas uh, where there's a lot of inward investment. Again, you can speak to a, a local council to find out about that, see what large employers there are, if there are other large employers coming in, is there a new university being built, is there something else like a major development or shopping center or retail parks or something else going on uh, which is going to create demand. Uh, and that's gonna help you because the property prices are gonna go up and there'll be more demand in terms of the rental market. The type of risks that you need to be aware of, or, or at least account for, is number one is a rental income. It's not guaranteed. There are agents who will give you guaranteed rent, but obviously they'll charge you a higher fee. Uh, so you need to make sure that you account for any potential voids, because uh, everybody has voids from, from time to time. And they can also obviously also lead to a tenant's not paying you at all, uh, which unfortunately leads to eviction, and you want to avoid that at all costs and work with the tenant, because uh, maybe evictions are not good for anybody. Second uh, thing is uh, buying property at the right time, because if, if you buy high and then the property market crashes, that's a risk for you. Third one is making sure that the property uh, it doesn't need more work than you thought it needs at the start, so make sure you take a building surveyor with you to have a look at the property. The fourth one is you uh, under account for the cost and find out that more work needs doing than you thought, and it's gonna cost you a lot more. So again, be mindful of that. And like I said, once you're experienced, you'll pick up these things anyway. It's just in the first few, uh, you need somebody experienced with you who can help and show you what to do. When you're starting off, I always say start small. So obviously, uh, 
the, the journey of a thousand miles uh, starts with a single step uh, according to Lao Tzu and that is true for anything in life. Uh, so start with your first property and uh, learn the ropes and, and see how things work and have a, a mentor or somebody who can help and guide and advise you uh, because they'll share their own experiences with you but they'll also encourage and push you uh, to do better. If, if better is something that you're looking for. Uh, and remember, there's no rush. Uh, so don't, uh, if you want to do a deal badly enough, you'll end up doing a bad deal. So take your time, uh, look around, uh, and even if you're putting offers forward and they're not being accepted, that's okay. It's gonna happen. Sometimes it, it just takes time. It could be your first offer and you, you get a deal. It could be your 50th offer and you get a deal. Uh, usually it doesn't take 50, by the way. Anyway, I'll say within your first 10 offers, usually uh, one should accept it as long as, uh, when I say one, I mean one seller, potential seller will accept uh, your offer as long as you're being reasonable and sensible. If you're offering 25% below market value to all of them, it's probably not gonna happen. Uh, but there are ways to find below market value properties and that's a different video for a different day. Now, of course, you can go solo in property, uh, but generally speaking, uh, as you grow and expand, uh, you are going to need a power team of specialists around you who have knowledge, experience, and expertise of things that you don't know. And just in case you're not aware of who you need in your power team, uh, here's a list of some people that you ought to have. So you need a good property solicitor, you need a good accountant who understands tax and also specializes in property, you need a good mortgage broker who can obviously help you finance those deals because obviously finance is a major part of uh, property you need to have uh, contacts with deal sources and agents so they can buy or they can put deals in front of you so that you can buy properties uh, you need to have a, a network of like-minded people so you can stay positive and you can learn from them and also share your own experiences in a good contractor or a builder who can go in and do the jobs for you on time every single time uh, and you also need to make sure that you have good advisors around you, generally speaking, in terms of helping you to create a good business. Now, property is a lifelong journey, really, uh, as is education, so you need to make sure you're regularly educating yourself and you're also building your property knowledge. Networking events are a fantastic uh, way of doing this, as are property courses, reading books on how to invest in property, subscribing to magazines, journals, reading stuff online, watching YouTube videos, being in uh, Facebook groups and other social media channels and avenues, all of these things are going to help you understand property better. The more time that you spend uh, learning about property, the better the return and dividend you'll get over time. Uh, so I'd say if you're new to property, spend at least one hour every single day for at least the next two years learning about property. Uh, and the more time that you spend on it, if you enjoy it more, what you'll find is rather than an hour, you might end up spending a couple of hours every single day uh, learning and understanding property. And uh, any research is seldom wasted, uh, if ever, uh, because you're always picking up things, you're always learning things. Uh, and like I said, if you spend an hour a day for a couple of years, you'll know more than most people. And that obviously is about taking action, uh, being involved, being engaged, and really committing to what you really want to do. Uh, because if you want to be successful in property, let me tell you right now, it isn't easy. It's not going to all happen by chance. Uh, it's a difficult journey. There's peaks and troughs, highs and lows. Uh, there's difficulties, there's challenges, 
uh, it's not all rosy, and anybody tell you it is rosy, unfortunately, I don't think it's, uh, it, well, it's be, at least being very economical with the truth. It's a hard journey, it's rewarding, it's enjoyable, it's life-changing, you make a huge difference to many people's lives, including the people who work with you, your family members, but also the wider community. And it's a journey that I wish I'd started 30 years ago, but I didn't, I started 20 years ago, and I was pretty young when I started, by the way, in my mid-20s. So no matter what your age, that doesn't matter whether you're 18 or 15 even, and living with your parents, or you're 65, or older, by the way, any time is a good time to start in property as long as you're keen and you're committed. And I wish you all the best. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.